the second time me and Mark have um, done a podcast together for the first time was in Dubai in the podcast marathon where you're actually the first one so I, I was quite fresh on that on that one in all fairness but towards the back <laughs> end of the day we've done about 16 to 20 or a bit rough um, but yeah so um, bits about me I'm not really good at this side but um, my name is obviously Ben Hawksworth I'm the founder and director of CP Education so CP Education is a, a level two and level three um, online certificates and also kind of CP um, Academy which is like a business academy then also uh, the founder and director of the coach consultant which is now in essence um, a business consultancy agency so for example we'll have like automations marketing social media obviously the consultancy side copywriting email marketing paid media pretty much everything that a company would need kind of in one uh, in one service really and then obviously um the co-founder with um, ben bray of the coach convention which we've, we've just finished now so just in terms of kind of bits about me again i'll like i used to be a, used to be a pt all those years ago um developed which i'm sure we'll dive into the story behind that soon but kind of set a bit of a plan up this year i was obviously doing quite well last year don't get me wrong like hitting, hitting some decent figures with coaching and, and mentoring combined but um in 2022 uh, i remember obviously speaking to mark about kind of what i was actually going to plan to do this year and it was stupid in all fairness to try and to try and do so much at once uh, and that was to basically launch uh, the edu- the free tier education platform, the consultancy and the convention at kind of at the same time. Um, but obviously, it did pay off. So we we in essence hit ten times revenue within within ten months of um, kind of going, and we've only actually had as education platform live for three months. So uh, as it stands right now, we're sitting with like a seven figure business within uh, within the space within the space of like one year. So it's just a bit of a, a mad turnaround to kind of say the least. And, and we're pretty much only just getting started now. Like So moving into next year, we're, we're releasing a full marketing campaign for the first time ever for CP Education, looking at kind of a future marketing campaign for the coach consult and, and obviously hitting the coach convention again. Um, and obviously, as you know, when you hit marketing right, we should be looking at, I would like to say, coming in and doubling, doubling as intake, probably not in 10 times revenue again, I know that, but I'd like to do, I'd like to double, double as like financial revenue within 12 months, kind of from this point again. Yeah, that's insane. Like over the last 10 months, the success is ridiculous. Like I, I when I see what you're doing on social media and then talking to you through WhatsApp, I don't understand how you have enough hours in the day to do what you do. And so when you, 10 months ago, 11, or even a year ago, whilst you're sort of starting to conceptualize these things and plan them out, what made you decide to do all of these things in one go together? Well, my my, my main goal behind what we're doing is, um, it, it's almost like a triangle. So when you think about level two and you think about level three, you think about business consultancy, um, it's a triangle of like this professional development pathway. And for me, at the start of the year, I was like, nobody's doing this. Like, nobody's got a, an academy which is following on from a level two and level three. Nobody's got a business consultancy following on from an academy as a like a professional development pathway. Um, and it's like that was like my, my reason why is like I've obviously been a coach. I understand the worst and the best sides of the fitness industry. And I was like, look, for what for what it's taken me eight years to do before I did all this, I, I can get someone to do that in, in within 12 months, but in less than 12 months now. And like my kind of philosophy behind it, which we'll, we'll probably dive into in a minute, is that if, if I can get from the bottom of the triangle to the top of the triangle, then fucking anyone can <laughs> put it that way. And that's what I kind of say. <laughs> It, it does not matter like where you are, your starting point, um, your personal, professional, fucking strengths, weaknesses, like as long as you've got the right framework and the right support, the right work ethic, and you learn from your lessons that you, you can come in and you can achieve anything. And, and that's 
I, I'm by far not a, not a public figure or, or a, 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 even a role model, you could say. Um, and, I, and I don't act like a normal business consultant, to say the least. But I generally do think that like everybody has potential. It's just a case of a lot of people don't how they just don't have the right strategy and guidance to actually do it. And there's a lot of people out there who, who are making money off people and not providing the right guidance. And then people mm-hmm. are in the same, they're, they're obviously paying for these services and then three, four months down the line, they're in the exact same spot as what they first started out. And that's kind of the, the main main values and ethos behind what we do. Like it's that my podcast is called Do It Right, um, which is like a Northern a northern term for, for do it right, basically. But um, that that's kind of what I, what I think is that, look, if you're going to be a coach, do it right. If you're going to be a mentor, do it right. If you're going to be a business consultant, do it right. If you're going to do life, do it right. And that's kind of, that's kind of the main ethos behind um, what we do. And that's, that's been the biggest reason for the success this year. Like, so for example, like with, with consultancy clients, we're working with, with some of the best, best companies in the UK, the US, Dubai. Like, we wouldn't have got that if we weren't doing the right thing and we weren't providing the right service. Like, we've done no form of heavy marketing campaign for any company yet. We're, all we've done is posted on my social media. And as everyone knows who does watch this, I've got fuck all followers. So it's not really the biggest, it's not really the biggest form of lead generation. Everything that we've kind of done this year has all come from like real the strength of the referral system with the service that will kind of provide us. And how did you like based on the success you've you've had personally, and then with the people that you're working with, like where did this all start for you? So let's go back to like day one. How did you get into just in the fitness industry in general? Like what was that journey for you? Um, so I was. I did a, um, I finished, again, a bit of a, 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 a bit of a strange one kind of coming. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, I was playing a bit of rugby league. I was a bit all over the place in life, in all fairness, um, emotionally, fucking financially, everything, security, stability. And I was like, right, I need to do something here. Um, and I was like, right, I, I was doing a bit of, I was doing a BTEC, um, as you do, as the type of person that I used to be. I was doing a BTEC, and I was like, right, sound, um, I need to get into university. So I was like, sweet. Um, I need to do two A levels and a B tech in the space of ten months to get into university. So that was two. That's that was two A levels. So the two year course. So it weren't a single one. So I had to pretty much do four A levels in the space of like ten months workload to kind of get into university. So then I got in, um, and then basically did a sport and exercise science degree. And then the back end of back end of uni, I was like, look at my own security um, and kind of independence is probably best to have but my own independence and independence is really really important and i was like look i didn't really want to kind of come out of university and have to rely on anyone so i was like right i am um, i started a group training model at the same time as my okay. dissertation as well so i was basically starting a business at the same time as actually finishing my dissertation at university so so and i didn't have a clue about business i set up a set up a limited company doing group training outside like mint in summer as you know, and then when it comes to winter, it always went tits up. So I only had, um, I probably had about £3,000 savings from grandparent, and I, and I obviously fucking blew it all on this training kit. Um, and obviously it just went south, and I was like, right, sound, um, I need to do something different now. So I come out of a sport and exercise science degree, and I was like, right, so next best thing, I'm going to move into kind of personal training. Um, I went into personal training at that point, and I've worked up to probably best, I don't know, probably two and a half K a month. So you're, you're talking a normal wage in a quite short space of time as a PT. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't really grow at that gym. So I left to go to another facility, um, totally ripped, started again. 
um went totally from fresh working graveyard shifts again even though i'd been a pt for two three years paying full rent because that's what i had to do to kind of get started again just did the work so literally like straight back to the beginning like day one you're back in the gym like all over again oh yeah so it's pretty much start then that's so that was the f- first time i did that so the first time i did that was at like 2.5k because it weren't the right environment and then i went to another gym worked up to around 50 15k a month as a pt i weren't even using instagram i weren't even using like can, I don't think I'm even doing an online coaching service, anything like what Cunis is like, put it that way. I'll just literally be a good coach in the gym. Um, then the second that it comes to it, right, I need to change my environment again. And I was like, right, what do I do? Um, and I thought, right, I'm fuck it. I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. So I was like, right, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro because it's going to give me some headspace. Because at this point, as I've spoken on previous podcasts with Mark about, like I used to really struggle with kind of my head. And I was like, right, I need somewhere I can go where I've got no distractions. Because there's no internet or Kilimanjaro, as you can imagine, and you're walking. For ben, you just, you just decided this like on a whim. You just was it like an escapism thing? Was it due to stress or what triggered was, that for you? It was it was stress. It was stress at the stress at the facility that I was at, but it was more stress with how unhappy I was with myself and right. how I'd not addressed. I'm not underdressed. Um, so underdressed. I'm not addressed underlying issues with myself and my past, and I was like. And it was really coming in the way of like I could have had a lot more of the PC if I didn't have a massive ego, fucking like what I used mm. to have. Um, and I was like, all right, I need to change. I'm going to go and climb Kilimanjaro, come back ten days later, and I said, right, I'm I'm not going to be happy, and I'm not going to grow any further at this gym. So I did the exact same again, totally dropped to business, moved to Rotherham, and then basically I had to start totally from scratch again. So the third third start of PT business I'd had basically at this point. And then within 12, 12 months from that, I because I'd learned so many lessons on the first time and the second time, I'm blasted up to the best part of 20, 25 grand a month within 12, within 12 months. So it's not the first time I've aggressively scaled the company in a short space of time, but like obviously I'd worked up to that 25K mark, um, sitting very comfortable. And then again, an opportunity come around to take over a kitchen. I like challenges. So, for example, with me, with consultancy people, so like, why do you work? We work with meal prep companies, supplement companies, energy drink companies. Yeah, the majority of what I do is high performance coaching businesses, but I love any type of kind of new challenge within business. So that's what I, I, that's why I like, for example, every client that we take on, I treat them all differently because if I do copy and paste shit to everyone, I get bored. It's not about yeah, them. Yeah. Um, when you did, Ben, when you started up for the third time, like, because I could imagine. Say I'm in the gym, I'm a personal trainer, right? And I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And you come in and then you're doing this for the third time now. You're starting on the gym floor again. And I see you in the space of six to 12 months, get up to 25K a month. What is it that you're doing that I'm not doing? Like, why were you so successful in building up that business? It was, it was, I knew, I, I knew who my client was. And I, you know, I, I would say that the biggest thing that scaled my businesses was kind of my, my personality. So I would right. literally, I would speak it when people come to sessions. Even if, if I were doing ten hours PT, ten hours PT a day, my energy in that final session would be exactly the same as the first one. I be when people kind of come in, especially as a PT, there won't be any awkward silences, there won't be any gaps. Like I would be, I treat it like a real, real job, and I think that's where people mm-hmm. go wrong. With it. Like when I was in there, there was not a moment when I used to be a PT where I was not watching someone's technique. I was not tracking their reps i was not controlling the tempo their intensity their execution and then in between the gaps i was just having a laugh with them so people coming people come into these sessions and they're like they'll come out of it and go jesus christ i've not only had a good time i've had a laugh i've got a relationship with a person which is massive but also i'm mm. kind of really taking a lot from it and over time that's how i kind of worked up to hitting like 250 pound 300 pound a month 
um, kind of PT packages with kind of online coaching combined. And did you realize, so in doing that, which sounds like if you've done it three times and you're going through that process and just through your personality and the way that you are, did you realize that what you were doing meant that you had that success? So by talking to people, by engaging with them, by understanding them as an individual and providing a good service, and presumably in those conversations, you're starting to understand people's pain points, why they're in the gym, what their focus is, what their goals are in life, who they are as people. Did you understand why you were so successful? Or did you just think, like, I work fucking hard and that's why I'm successful? No, it was, I, mean, I can't remember when it was, um, it was probably the fuck, because I, I opened Nutrifast, which we obviously closed down again, and I started back up again. And I did the same again with, with online coaching. I went from 25 clients to 85 clients within kind of six weeks. And the one one thing that you kind of get over time is it's it's like it's, it's coaching intuition i like to call it like i used to i would build and it's the same as what i'm a bit like with business now like when a client came to me i would know what to do like it, no matter what client it was I'd, I'd turn around and go right so based on where you are right now this and even if it was unorthodox and they're like i'm not sure why i'm even doing that i would know what type of strategy to use to get the outcome that they need and that was back then anyway that was all the marketing that i needed because when these people kind of went through and you've got 60 clients and every six weeks, people are coming out with absolute next level kind of results. Like yeah. my, 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 my referrals were blowing up. My inquiries were blowing up. So for example, when I, at the start of 2022, I needed an investment for CP education. So the start of this year, that's when I basically said, right, I'm coach, I'm coaching again now. And all I mm. did, I reused all the, all the sick results that I got three, four years ago for six weeks straight. I didn't use a single new client result because this is where a lot of people go wrong. Yes, you've got Instagram outreach, you've got DM work, you've got email marketing, you've got fucking click funnels, paid media, you've got all these fancy different marketing campaigns, which you do 100% have to look into kind of down the line to scale up to six, mm. seven kind of figures onwards. But nothing will ever come close to you simply knocking out back-to-back results. And this, your service and your program simply just being better than everyone's. But I... Mm. I'm, I'm not i'm a confident person but i used to know that i was a better coach than everyone and i fucking and, the, and for example if someone come in and i sought online pt in the gym if i if i was like they're doing something better than me i'd mine off them so that's something that's something that i've done for, for eight years is every single person that i come into contact with whether it's a good or a bad experience i'll learn from it so if someone if yeah. someone if someone knows something that i don't know i'll ask them or i'll pay them mm. If I work with if I work with someone I had a bad experience, I'll write down right. That's what they did. What I didn't like. That's not what I'm gonna do. Mm. With my so over time, the the amount of information that I've kind of processed is with with positive, and I'm avoiding the shit which I know knows kind of not. And this is where I think a lot of coaches get stuck within themselves. If you're constantly just feeding off the lessons and information that you are you've got right in front of you right now, you're never gonna learn. If you've, if you've got an influence or connection or a relationship with 25, 30 different professionals, mentors, different stuff like that over the years, then you're going to take so much kind of from that. Like my, yeah. my, my consultancy now is built as an agency due to my experiences with working with people before. Because I sure. know that, I know that's what I know that I, if I was going to, Back then, if I was going to invest into kind of support my business, this is what I would need. I wouldn't need someone just sat on a call one-to-one -one with me. I wouldn't want to be in a group call with 30 people mm. talking about business. I'd want to be paying for, for a team to be managing my company so I could focus on just being a coach.
Yeah, yeah. And it's quite interesting. So from what you described, even back then, like when you were talking to people and engaging with them, it was on a, an outcome-driven objective, right? It was you were selling them on the outcome of what they're going to be able to achieve with you. You're using right. test, testimonials in order to drive growth and drive your business. And then um, networking as well, building up like a, a strong network of people that you could learn from. Oh God, yeah, I am, I am objective as fuck. Like my mate, my mate Stacey, like everyone who's in contact, like, I will go out of my way to read people as much as possible. So like, and it's not that I'm using them; it's just that I would. The more I've worked with thousands of people, and it's like over time, what what I've realized is your skills as a person is the fundamental thing which will build your business. So, mm -hmm. for example, there's so like you've got to think across if you've got a company across your week. Right. So, for example, this week, I would not know how I would say maybe 200 to 300 conversations I've had already with different people. Right. How you how you conduct yourself and how you respond within them situations will get the type of outcome that you want. So back sure. in the day, back in the day when I was uh, I was all over the place kind of mentally, I used to fucking sabotage conversations and sabotage relationships. Whereas now I know how to conduct myself to get the outcomes that I want, whether that be personally or professionally, so for example. Mm everyone's not going to come to you in a one-dimensional way this is the same with clients clients will come to you with different types of feedback different types of responses if you're going to make success in business you know you need to know how to manage people in a team because if you don't manage your team then nothing gets fucking done so yeah. it's okay and it's the same with clients if you've got 60 clients they're not going to have the same personality traits so you've got to understand like i've I would not. I would probably say I've listened to over a hundred hours worth of um, human psychology and human performance literature. Like with our question, just yeah. just, so I can, just so I can kind of one because I was trying to figure myself out as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've felt through that before. But what I basically did there is like right. So if someone's behaving like this, this is probably why they feel feel like that. If I can come in and obviously, like don't get me wrong, you sometimes you've got to be very black and white. That's another topic. I've, yes, I like. People are saying like, look, I, I will go out of my way to help as many people as I possibly can, but I also won't fuck about keeping someone on if, the, if they've started to become dead wood or start to become a problem. And I, yeah, for sure. And I see, and again, I've spoken a lot of people within business and stuff like that. A lot of clients, if you've got a client who's coming in and they're taking energy from you and they're taking resources from you, you don't need that shit. It's the same as mm -hmm. if you've got a company. If someone in your team or your business is slowing you down and cause, causing more problems. Don't drag that relationship on. Address it. If it's not improved, you drop it out. Because For sure. you, can't, you can't move forward with personal and professional development while you've got shit dragging your back. And that's why I it's also It's also unfair if, so if it's a client in particular that's doing it, it's also unfair to the rest of your clients. Because if that one person is paying the same price as everyone else, but they're taking 80% of your time, they're causing stress, which has a knock-on effect with your other clients, like you owe it to your other clients to get rid of that person so that you can continue to deliver at the level you want to. Yeah, I, I learned that lesson when I was personal training because if I used to have 10 PT sessions in a day and let's just say it come to the fourth hour and I was training someone but who, who were an absolute dickhead to me, for the next three hours I'd be in a bad mood. Yeah. So then, those three clients would get a poor quality service because of my mood from one single person. It's the same mm -hmm. as now with, with I, I, I carry through. If I have any type of relationship with, say, for example, within consult consultancy, like, and again, I've professionally ended a lot of relationships here this year because either they're not holding their side of the bargain or, or even sometimes they're just a little bit of a clash in approaches. Because yeah. some, and again, thinking about personality traits and what people want, your approach is not going to fit everyone. 
but you don't need to make it for everyone because there's a lot yeah. of people out there who will pay you for you. So for example, when someone comes on with us, I'm very dead straight, right? This is what you need to do. This is what we're going to do. If it comes around to him, um, come down to it and say, for example, they've not held their side of the bargain up. I'm like, well, you're slowing me down now for your own business. Yeah. And it's a case of like, that's something I had to learn because especially when you, you've got high ticket kind of performance stuff, like sometimes yeah, you might have to drop a 250 pound client in order to open time and energy and headspace to take on 10 people who are good. Yeah, yeah. But it's that, it's that short-term gratification where someone's like, oh my God, I'm dropping a client, I'm losing a bit of money. If you totally remove your emo emotional investment to finance, then you'll progress within business. Yeah, for sure. Because, because you're, gonna, you're gonna have to take steps back. You're gonna have to drop investments. You're gonna have to spend it. So there's no point fucking getting attached to it. Yeah, it's almost that whole thing of taking one step backwards to take like a giant leap forwards by getting rid of that kind of dead weight. Yeah, hundred percent. So you, so now third gym, you've built up, built up your client base there. What happened from that point? After a year of being there, you're doing quite well. What was the decision then? Oh, so is this when I come back from Kilimanjaro? Come back from Kilimanjaro. You're in your third gym. You built that up now to um, like 75, 80 clients oh, no, working yeah. with you. So when I went, obviously I moved over to Rotherham and I started Nutrafast and the people who listened to this will probably know what Nutrafast was. It was a, a meal prep company. Great mm -hmm. concept. Absolutely, honestly, like we 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 took over Arnold's festival. Like the amount of people I have calls with now, like oh my God, you used to own Nutrafast, and they're thinking it's like <laughs> this company what's massive, and I'm like, don't speak to me about it. Um, <laughs> but for example, like we we opened that two weeks before the, the pandemic hit. Um, so in essence, we we started with about thirty forty thousand pound investment at start. It ended up toppling up to one hundred twenty thousand pound within 18, 18 months later to try and even keep it going. Um, and then it basically got to a point where I was like, I was not willing to put myself or Stacey in that environment and stressing them out. So we just literally cut ties with it. Um, and that obviously kind of left me thinking, fuck me, what am I doing now? Post pandemic, I've not trained or looked after myself, but I'd also started building the framework to this, this concept, to this mentoring platform that I was kind of thinking about doing. Um, with, um, with Nutrifast, how, so a couple of things on that, like one is, how did you get to the decision of because once you're in it that far right you've been doing it for the year 18 months and then you realize that there's debt mounting on it it's costing you it's causing stress in your relationships how do you make the decision then that you're just going to cut your losses and continue with life is that an easy thing for you it is yeah it is for me i'm because i've done it so many i've done it so many times because i like turn around and go right this person i'm not having that or i'm i don't mm. like this environment or for example like I've, like I said, I've changed houses, changed cities. I've, I've even little stupid stuff like that. I used to work in the attic upstairs, but how my head head operates is it was quite dark and it was quite gloomy and and it just mm. it was quite closing and I couldn't I didn't have a space to think. So I was like, right, within within two weeks, I've renovated downstairs and moved my office down here so there are a big window. And yeah. So but that, but now, so since I've been in this office, my work rate, my headspace, and everything has dropped like improved tenfold. That's not because I'm working any differently. It's just the environment that I put myself in. And it's like when sure. we had when we had Nutrifast, it was constant stress. Like, yeah, we could have we could have dragged it on and we could have probably we could have, could have done well with it. But the thing is, it's like again, environment, my home environment while that company was going was horrific. And mm. nothing like for example, nothing's gonna come between me and my relationship, nothing's gonna come between me and myself. And I was sat thinking, I I'm wasting so much time on this company when my biggest skills are within kind of coaching and mentoring. 
So I was like, right. I knew that if I come back in and I dropped it out, I could have total focus on what I'm doing now. So then I dropped off. Um, I dropped it off. I had the concept of what we do now in my head. We needed some money. So that's when I blasted out online coaching, ran that for six months. I finished online coaching in kind of July this year, um, kind of all together. But so I just had that first six months just to kind of get some cash flow in, back into the company. Again, it's not because I didn't for money because I needed it as a, I was still providing a high quality service to all these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like then it was basically just a case of alongside online coaching, I was building this 16 module online OSL kind of course. Um, and just ever and then obviously we're planning the convention and stuff like that. So it's like people I said this on on, a, on my Instagram sort of like people turn and go, Oh my god, yeah, it's incredible. You've you've done this within like um, like 10 months and stuff like that. But I I feel more alive now when I'm working. I've like I've cut my amount of call time down that I can do. I'm training every single mm-hmm. morning, I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm like, do you know what I mean? I'm actually looking after myself now. And for, for 10 months, I, I I was not doing that. I was to, to hit what we've done this year, I was averaging between probably 50 to 60 hours of direct one-to-one call time per week. Before yeah. I had the before I had the agency, I was building the OSL, the OSL online coaching platform, I'm sorry, the OSL education platform, planning the convention, online coaching, and managing 40 companies on my own at the same time. That was a that was like levels breaking point for kind of me um, in in around kind of July. That's when I kind of cut off online coaching to kind of um, I should have just stopped a lot sooner in all fairness. But you just when you got attachments, some clients don't want to drop it off there. Um, yeah, yeah. But how did of, you cope? Like, how do you cope with that? Like, how? Because presumably you're not just waking up every day and you're like, oh, of all the businesses things I'm doing today, I might do a bit on this. Like, how is your day structured so that you're able to manage so much and and do what you do? At that point, the thing is, my day now is absolutely sweet, mate. I'm like, it's, it's class. But this year, I was, I was starting, I was starting work at five o'clock in the morning, running, uh, basically building seminars and stuff from five to seven a.m. I was doing, all, I was doing check-ins from seven to nine a.m. And I was basically starting one-to-one kind of calls with consultancy and mentoring clients until about nine until seven o'clock at night. That was the hard thing, like. I don't know if anyone's ever anyone listens to this, but if you've ever ran 50, over 50 hours one-to-one call time like this across mm-hmm. a week, it is, it's my, but then I'm building, because I don't just do calls with people, I was building stuff on decks and I was building the forms, building the processes kind of in between. Um, and it were absolutely just like kind of blagging, blagging my head. And that was before the hot, it was before the honeymoon and that was not that my honeymoon weren't that long ago really when we went to, went to America. I was like, look, I can't yeah. I don't do this anymore. So this is where we built. We also built the team out now um, because we're at the right investment point for it. It's like, look, I can now sure. pay people, pay people very, very, very good wages to do very, very, very good jobs. And it's like now our consultancy clients—they don't just get me. They've got seven specialists in their areas. Like so, my diary now is on a Monday and a Friday. I have totally booked out of office. So and I've never done that. I've never done that in my in my life. It's not out of office. I'm still working. I'm just not on calls. Um, so yeah so for example it means that on a monday and friday i can think about people's businesses i can plan i can put strategies together i can do stuff for my own companies and then um a, a big one for me was like look yeah we've hit hit this revenue and yeah we was gonna we are gonna 100 double what we've got planned but i'm not losing sight of myself again so the same mm-hmm. extreme the same extreme mindset i was like right sound i want to do so much madness um and then we'll basically plan to do 
a 1,200 mile cycle in on May the 22nd. Um, so for, from Land's End to John O'Groats, and then six weeks later, I'm going to be in an exhibition boxing match. So at the moment, I'm cycling best part. As a starting point now, I'm cycling probably eight hours a week, boxing three hours a week, and then kind of training another couple. So, so I've gone from absolutely nothing to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, do you think you continually need to have those things? So like as your time is freeing up on one thing where you're now organized, you have the team in place, you have structure that now you have to look for, like what's that next thing that yeah. I can go after that I can achieve? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very positive trait, but it's also a very, very negative trait as well. So I have, um, again, when I've worked with a professional, I've worked with a lot of professional therapists, high performance therapists mm -hmm. and all that, but I've had mates, but like it's it's basically this um it's like a concept of the, the treadmill effect. Like I, I can operate at a fucking stupidly high level with with work, not only work ethic, but processing information as I've kind of spoke about with Mark Mark before. The moment that I'm not challenged like that, then my head will internally go into me. So imagine imagine all that all that work what's kind of going on, all that hours, all that energy. The moment that's not there all that energy comes back in on me. So I have to yeah. I have to admit this. So right now, obviously, I've got the physical stuff. I've got boxing where I can't think. I've got training where I'm constantly moving or I'm, I'm doing stuff in between. But the moment that I've not got that kind of challenge, then my mental health just goes west straight away. And it's, it's happened time and time and time again over the years. Every time it's everyone was quite concerned because before the moment that the convention was done, they thought I was going to crash. Yeah. And they have not crashes in deep life, for example, um, where you have a burnout effect. A crash for me is where meds, med switches, and I go from being mm. a very professional person to someone who, who's who's in a fucking frightening place very, very quickly. And I'll turn to turn to drink, I'll turn to drugs, I'll turn to fucking anything just to just to escape kind of where sure. my head and where my head takes me. But obviously, right now, I don't need to do that because I'm focusing on fitness, I'm focused on training, and I've got a good flow. But that, that's Did you that's that's the side what people don't really see. Was there any element of that when the convention ended? Because the convention for you, and for those that I'm sure everyone watching this knows, was such an impressive moment. And you must have been so proud when you delivered that and had everyone turn up. Like after that, was there any kind of come down at all or any inkling in your head that you were going to go on that spiral? No. No, not at all. I was actually, for the, for the first time in probably 10 years, I was like, I need some time off. Hmm. It's like, it's almost like, the best way I could describe it is, I think that this year was the first time that I ever lived up to my own potential and or my own expectation of myself. Because I've achieved, yeah. I, I've fucking achieved, I've achieved a lot. And I mean, like, yeah, yeah. if you go over the years, like even before businesses and stuff, I was doing some mad shit, like challenges out with charity stuff, walking Kilimanjaro, I get awards left, right and centre, but nothing ever. I, I basically... And this is why, like, for example, like, people know that I don't do positive comments. I don't do positive reinforcement. I don't need that type mm. of kind of gratification for myself at all. When people do say it to me, it makes me feel a bit fucking weird. Do you know what mm. I mean? So in the case of like, I, I used to just achieve stuff and just feel nothing from it. And that's, I don't know if anyone's watching that, but it's not a nice feeling. Like, I, I was like, for this for a long time, I was like, what the fuck can I achieve to actually be happy? Because that's what... Yeah. That's what I was used to like. I probably spent six to eight years thinking, right, I know that's something that's not right. And obviously I was getting a lot of help and support with it, but 
was like, imagine achieving things that people could only dream about, but when you achieved it, you felt nothing from it. That's that was who I was until, until 2022. And did you did you have the expectation of achieving something? So if you set like the coach convention as an example, that like I'm going to do that. Did you always think that once I've done that, I'm going to feel accomplished? I'm going to like. Did you have a level of expectation for yourself, or just you never even had that, and it came around and it went, and it was just I feel the same as I did yesterday. I was. I, it was like I had a bit of the moment where I was like, it was almost um. The best way I can describe the convention is I was as happy when it ended as when it started. Right. And, and that's and really hard for people to say, not only because I was only supposed to do one talk and I got dragged into five, so I was speaking for five hours, so I was knackered by the end of it. Um, yeah. but it was a case of when you've worked, when you've hit that level of work and, and frequency and intensity and overload, I was like, it was it was more of a relief than like, right, kind of, I feel shit type of thing. Straight away, within within two or three days, I was like, "Right, Sam, what's next?" And that's when I that's yeah. when I started that's when I started training for this because I knew I now I know. Whereas previously, what I've done with achieve things, I'd wait two or three weeks before thinking of something else. But in that two sure. or three weeks, I go through health. So I was like, right, Sam, "I've done that now." So we're straight into training, and I've gone straight back into CP education. And my team, if they watch this, will know that I've absolutely come back in and bombarded every single aspect of of CV education across every single level. And I was like, fucking hell, Ben's back. Um, yeah, so it's so impressive to see from an outside perspective. And do you like, so do you actually find enjoyment in the day-to-day -day, or is it just every day you just feel kind of content or do you feel, are there moments of happiness where you're like, like shit, amazing, I did this, like, it's awesome. I only, I, I only feel, um, I only really feel like, I would say happiness is ha happiness for me is seeing other people achieve things and happiness for me is is knowing that I can do things for my like friends and stuff like that where the, mm. no one else could like for example when, when I could took all took all my mates to the Dubai on the most mad fucking week known to mind that made me happy yeah for example with me when uh, I do stuff when I, when I do stuff for me it does not hit out I don't feel shit about it I just don't feel yeah so for example, like it's like when I, that's why I love with, with with consultancy and education and stuff like that. Like it's it's actually helping people. So like it it all stems it stems from that from me because like obviously people have probably seen like my auntie um, my auntie committed suicide when I when I was like fifteen and I remember there were a lot of bad stuff that were kind of happening at that point. But I basically attached myself to this concept of like right sound. I don't care what I'm gonna fucking do in life, but I'm gonna help as many people as I possibly can. And when you look at what the framework that we've got now, it's well, when you start looking at kind of the mental health side of it, like my, my philosophy, I would say, I'm not a mental health practitioner, but you can't fix something when it's already fucking broken. Mm. Like it's it's one of them ones. Like, look, when, the moment that someone comes in and they hit that level of kind of low, like there's not much that you can do or say. I know from my own experience, because when I've been in those states of extreme low, God himself could come out of the clouds and come down to me. I'll tell him to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. type of mindset that you're in when you're at that point. So I was like, look, if we can, if you, if you create a form of kind of um, prevention before having to have an intervention, then you can help a shitload of people. And when I, repeat, when I were a PT and I was working with 100 odd people, I knew that 100 odd people were very, very, very happy. And that, that, that 100 odd people might know 10, 15 people. So if you start, the positive effect that that has on everyone else, like it starts to create this ripple effect. So our actual marketing campaign for CP Education in 2023 is Mission 100, because that's where my own true values lie behind. 
behind what this yeah it's, yeah it's money sound but what the fuck is money without meaning like mm. you've got you've got a passion project and you've got a profit project and for me if i focus on the passion project then the profit's going to come if i focus on profit i've got no interest in this so it's not going to it's not going to go very well but it's a so case you, of so you like measure your own success through how well how much of an impact you're having on other people's lives and how much you're able to help them fulfill their lives yeah basically that's how it, that's how it kind of works but don't get me wrong i do have so it's an hard one to explain this one and it's something that the own if you speak to my friends and my family and stacy and stuff like that the the only time that they will ever think i will be content is the moment i have kids that's mm. why everybody said anyone who knows me personally will go it'll click for you the moment you have kids because at that point there's no room where you can ever go in on yourself again there's no room where you can do stuff like that because you're always going to have something to think about like your, your reason why is not going to be for other people all the time it's just going to it's going to be sure. for that person so that's it Ron. <laughs> and so with um and the people that you're helping and where you've got to now within what you've been doing and, and i've seen some of the testimonials that you posted online some of the companies that you're working with when someone actually comes to you and they're like ben i need help generally are there common things across businesses that you see that are like right these are the quick fixes like is it is it common that you've got like a process of these are the three things we need to fix like straight away before we do anything else yeah so how it's but if you look at the education platform, it's like, look, it's very, very simple. Are you qualified? Yes or no. If you're not qualified, right, you need to get qualified. So that's what your level two and level is there for. If for it, and when it comes to split between the academy and consultancy, it's a simple case, right? Oh, we have a qualification like, look, if you want to work with kind of consultancy, then it needs to be like, you need to be earning at least six, seven K a month because I I could set that lower and I could and I could have heavy sales and skin fuck out of people. But what's the point in that? They're not, going to to, yeah. they're not going to be able to spend money on what I need them to in other areas. So, for example, if someone's under 6K, we'll, we'll get them to go into the academy because that's like the, what we class as the 10K blueprint. Like the skills you will learn from that will enable you to have a £10,000 month business. Um, and then when it comes to the consultancy, I will, it's, I'll have a kind of a call with someone. And again, it's, it's, it's into it's consultancy intuition now, the same as it used to be with coaching. Uh, when I when, when I take on a company, I kind of look at them. It takes me probably sixty seconds to figure out what they need to do. Like I did this, like for example, Tommy Grit and Glory. I went to his gym within five minutes. I pulled apart every single service number, the the profit, loss, marketing within within thirty minutes on video. And like when I took on Pro Coach, we we changed their whole model. So that like it's not a case of coming in and going right. We're going to get you more clients changed everything from and stripped it back to the bone to relaunch it again and with the changes we made from that point they tripled their referral revenue within 12 weeks and we've not even hit a marketing campaign yet but it's just yeah. and it's again it's, it all comes down to experience it's like for example when someone comes to you with something to do with an app like you'll just know yeah because you because you've spoke because you've had that many conversations with that many different people and you've been in that many different user faces that you just simply know and it's like, for example, with me with consultancy now, like, yeah, the strategy, but it's like we have something called the business deep dive on the customer journey. And that's basically where I will dive into the person, dive into the concepts, everything really. So if we need to come in and rebrand, if we need to come in and totally change tactics or whatever else on that side, then I'll, I'll kind of make that decision. Because when you go into a business, you can have the best marketing, social media results, whatever known to man. But if you're totally missing the fucking target, then 
you're, uh, then it's not going to go very well. Um, so that's what I kind of focus on. And then as we get to that point is we'll have like an automations review. So George comes in and goes, right, sound. So based on the company, the design, everything Ben said, this is what we need to do. Then we do the same for the marketing strategy, the same for the social media management. And then we obviously kind of build build everything around that as, as like a combined team. What, what are the most common things that people have issues with? Like when you go, so for these people that are, they're doing 10K a month, they come to you. Are they generally, they've got to 10K and they're just stuck there? It's kind of gone stagnant. And then they're like, Ben, how do we now go from 10 to 15 to 20? Like, is that generally the type of person? Yeah, it, you would be so shocked at how many people get stuck at 10K a month. The first thing is that when it comes to, when it, when it, if someone's stuck at 10K a month, more often is that it's their, the value of their actual service. So either they don't value it enough to increase the prices, or for example, mm. um, they're just kind of not doing enough um, to warrant the actual kind of price increase. So that's just internally within the company with the same amount of clients to just simply earn more money. Like, look, are you actually charging enough or are you just simply working with a shitload of people for cheap? Because you can't scale that type of model. Like, especially when you move into the next phase of, right, so you sweet, you've maxed out. Like, I'll have companies coming in 20, 30K a month and the director's at absolute max. And I'm like, right, well, we need to build a team. But then when you start building a team, there's multiple different avenues, skills and expectations associated with that because... Coaches are so used to working on their own and they think that when they hire a team, then it's suddenly, suddenly going to earn loads of fucking free money. Right? If you yeah. if you don't approach hiring a team properly, you're going to end up with a hell of a lot more problems. So, for example, straight away, just on an internal focus within the business, that look, it is the director at like true value, true max themselves. Are they operating as an actual director of a company? If they're coming in with the team, does the director and the team have the right skills to actually manage it? And then from the company framework, right? So do they actually have a customer journey? Have they got automated emails, touch points, triggers, landing pages? When it comes to social media strategy, for example, are they actually building more awareness and engagement? When it comes to kind of the operations side of it, which Stacey does like, look, if they've already got a team, what, how are they actually operational right now? Are people even coming in and working together? So this is why we kind of come in and we hit every, we hit everything in every single avenue. So like, so people don't have to. I've got a full-time copywriter on retainer. I've got full-time graphic design graphic designer on retainer. So basically, anything that any company needs at any point, we can cover. And we basically build out the well. I build out the framework, and then we just literally go right sound and we attack it. Then it comes to that comes to that whole thing of like, look, it has to be one to one. Like, because if you're not doing something one to one, one to one with someone, then where, where are you actually going with it? Because speaking about anyone can come in and speak about business generally. But if you want to make business a real success, then it has to hit a niche. So it's like a hoonus. Like nobody's doing what you're doing. And that's why it's a success. Mm -hmm. But if you come in and start, I went, I went and jumped onto a kind of a, a mentoring service or, or looked online about a fitness app, you're probably about to download some little shitty fitness app for, for 15 quid or something, but you're not going to do anything with it. Whereas you've mm -hmm. gone right down, you've, and how many years you've been planning hoonus now or doing it? Uh, so we built it for two years and then it's been live for like 18 months, 19 months. So I mean, it takes time and everybody's, yeah. everybody's in such a rush. And so for example, when, when, when you're hitting that 10, 15 K a month mark, it's like, all right, sound. So we need to build this type of framework for you to scale and not stop scaling. Right? Mm. And we, we work fast. I know what hands down, we work faster than anyone out there. And that's why we run our consultancies over 20 weeks because it's just a bit of an ego boost for me because I'm like, we can we can do it one month less than anyone else can and we can do yeah. more in that time. 
So we do like five month, five month contracts and stuff like that. But five months is still a long time. But in, in this day and age, everyone wants to be coming in. And when they see people posting on the stories, go, oh, yeah, um, Jimmy's added 10K to him, 10K to his thing and he's got a screenshot of someone's message. So that sound right, he's got 10K, but like, where's it actually fucking come from? Is that an upfront fucking sale? Are they even telling the truth? Like, where's, yeah. where's he scaling from that? Has he actually has he got job satisfaction? Is he happy? Because someone might earn 10K in one month, but they're totally missing the point with themselves. It's not aligned. And six months down the line, they earn good money in the first two months. And then it comes comes to it and like, sound right, well, where do I go from here? Because yeah. they've got no journey. They've got no strategy. They've got no belief in what they're doing. It's just heavily sales driven. So that's why I, I, I say that's when I, how we operate is very, very different. And our approach is very, very different. And what we deliver is very, very different. And it's always just unique to the specific client at all times. So knowing everything you know now and having worked with dozens and dozens of businesses in order to do this, if tomorrow you lost everything, so your social media disappears, all of your contacts, your black book, everything disappears tomorrow, you're, no one knows who you are. Like, what would you do first thing tomorrow to start out all over again? What would be the number one priority? Well, I'm, I'm deleting my Instagram in 2023 if I don't hit 10K followers anyway. So I can probably put this into, probably put this into practice. If, if, everyone, if, if, if everyone went bang, the first thing I would do is contact everyone. Hmm. Because communi communication, is a, what, communication is the single, single biggest Achilles heel of any form of business. Uh, I can't do anything with exposure. I can't do anything operationally. I can't do anything with marketing, expert exposure, referrals, if I've not got those connections. So uh, obviously, if it's on a desert island or something, then I don't really know what I could do yeah. on that. Uh, there is a running joke with my mates. They say that I'd, if you chuck me in Sahara Desert, I'd, I'd, fi I'd find a way to build a colony. Um, <laughs> they, they just say to oh, chuck me in woods with an axe and I'll um, and I'll, and I'll build a house. But just like um, if it was like, say, for example, shit just did hit the fan, then first thing I'd do is I'd just try and connect with as many people as possible. If I was on a desert island, the first thing I would be doing is trying to find someone or trying to flag someone down. Because if you are doing this on your own, then you are fucked. Whether that be education, business consultancy, life in general, you can't do it on your own. Yeah, super, like super helpful all the information is so much value for people to take away and i'm so grateful that you came on today uh for people to find out more about you where do they go um education level two and level three um and the business academy is at cpeducation.uk or just hit my socials actually give me a follow because i need to 10k down there. um <laughs> the, coach, the coach consultant is is launching a new website actually um, in the next couple of weeks but again if you want all the information that you need to find will come through my instagram account um websites obviously what CP education live and the coach the coach convention website is live but if anyone obviously needs anything then just drop me a message directly and i'm happy to chat with people awesome and we'll pop all those links in the video uh, comments below and uh, thank you so much ben i really appreciate your time today class mate we'll get another one at the end of january when i'm in dubai done <laughs> right.